1: Edition of Bogey Free, the first edition of 2021. Hopefully, you are having a good start to your new year, and hopefully, we can add to that tonight. We have returned, Ev. We're back. My co-host Evan Cheney. You can follow him on Twitter at echaney69. He is of numberball fame. Uh, I, I don't know what else I could possibly say uh, about you, other than it appears that you've moved.
2: I have. I, I've moved from one room to the other. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there's no difference except I mean you TV's on a yeah. on a box, but that's yeah. all. I mean
1: Looks like maybe you're still in the process of moving. I see some boxes.
2: Yeah, there's some things happening. <laughs> We're renovating the other room, you know, because it's I like it. There are no more bunk beds. Yeah, I mean... The it's... bunk bed has been dismantled.
1: Oh, that's that must have been a rough day for you.
2: Yeah, it was. We just dismantled it Saturday. How do you feel so, about that? Well, I mean, it's part of the childhood going away, but, you know, I, I guess it's Do you feel like you're I... ready
1: for that at 14, or...? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's a good question, I'm not sure. I'll let you know in the coming weeks. We
1: got, we got good old Rusty in the chat what's up fella we're at we're doing good i'm i'm pumped i was i i tweeted it out earlier we have a little bit of a new uh format like usual we're not gonna do the whole like spiel uh spend a lot of time talking about the course because wherever you whatever else you listen to whatever you read you're gonna see a ton of information about the course um it's still being held Uh, in the same place that it always is. It's a par 73. Uh, And, yeah, there's going to be plenty of scoring to go around. Uh, Kapalua for the Tournament of Champions, a little bit of a larger field than we are used to because they expanded it a bit um, because of all the missed events last year. So we have some names here that actually haven't been champions despite it being called the (laughs) Tournament of Champions. Um, It's false advertising. other, (laughs) Other than that um this is a good little uh a good little appetizer to the season Uh, we we talk about it a lot no cut events are not necessarily my favorite um just because it you know you don't really have like the edge of picking like a six of six because everybody gets it and you really don't you can't really even like sweat anything right because even on sunday like the leaderboards change so much that um, and with only 40 people, like it's, it's kind of, uh, um, not even worth checking until the last second. So, um, with all of that being said, it is very, very exciting to have PGA DFS back. Uh, I am done with the grind of NFL personally, <laughs> very over that.
2: Well, we and, have, uh, we have our two, uh, our two, three game slates coming up.
1: Yeah. Like I said, very over it. Yeah. Ready to get back. I I am gonna do do the uh, the playoff challenge over at FFPC, obviously. So, um, I will I, I will get some exposure that way. But I think I am pretty well set with uh, NFL DFS. Um, any anything you are particularly looking forward to this season? Uh, Ev, who, who's your who's your breakout uh, candidate? Breakout.
2: I have one. <laughs> I have 3 guys that I'm still going to stake my brand into and that won't change. Right, because Lucas Glover always part of the brand. Yep. Chez Riavi, always part of the always part of the brand, obviously. And Nate Lashley will always have a special place in my heart just because of because of the 3 month run where <laughs> Where I think Pat Mayo and I were the only people that ever, ever wanted to give him the time of day. And just, just
1: I appreciate a real, for that. A real good brand, uh, considering that none of those aforementioned golfers are actually playing this week. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant just this season in general. No, no, I did. Oh, I just oh, I just yeah. mean, like, it's funny oh, yeah, that yeah. the guys yeah. that you like didn't qualify for the Tournament of Champions.
2: Well, obviously they don't qualify. I I only root for underdogs. Fair. All right, and they are fine. the... Biggest of underdog stories.
1: Yes. And yes. we'll like, at least two of the three of them are probably going to continue uh, in that fashion. Um, all right. So we are going to, uh, we're going to actually change things up. Like I said, uh, we are going to start off uh, each so, each show with a draft. We're actually going to do a snake draft. Um, next week, we're going to have a guest. So it'll be a three-man next week, but we are going to go back and forth and just use this as a way to talk about some of our favorite plays. Um, And we also figured it's kind of a good way to, uh, you know, really look at how we want to build a roster, right? Because obviously most people want to start off with a DJ or a Justin Thomas, but where does that leave you through the rest of your lineup? Well, we're going to talk through uh, some of those Different considerations that you're going to want to make um, each week. So let's uh, let's flip this coin here. I'll I'll let you do the honors. Would, would you like uh, heads or tails? And oh, then you get to pick what tails. Which? Tails. All tails right. never fails. Here we go. It is heads. So tails. Tails did fail, <laughs> um, but I I am still going to I am still going to give you the honor. Uh and let you pick first.
2: You are just the grandest. I um I can, you know. Yeah. Alright. Well, once why is this frozen? Alright. <laughs> it just everything froze for I don't know. So I guess JT. Okay. Right, I think Justin Thomas will be my top guy here. I mean, I don't think there's a huge difference between DJ. And Justin Thomas this week. I mean, they're both going to give you amazing strokes game numbers. You know, we don't we don't need to sit here and talk, talk about you know how great they are. They're great. Um, but I guess as far as just the whole lineup is concerned, I'd rather just have the extra three hundred dollars because that's going to matter when I'm going to build a lineup. And especially if I'm going to build a cash game lineup, I mean, it seems like everything's going to matter because it's not a ton of like great value. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think pricing is as soft as it's normally going to be, like, a major. Um, Yeah, so, like, the tighter pricing. um, I think statistically, if there's anything, I'd give JT, like, a huge edge over Justin Thomas over is is the the around-the-green game as of late, like, heading into um, just this tournament, like, the last month or two that they've played. That's the only thing I'd give Justin Thomas, like, a huge edge over if at all, but I mean, you're you're just pulling hairs.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we 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 sort of talk about this um, all the time, right? Like the the guys at the very top, you're probably um, you're probably better off just playing the ownership game, uh, yeah. more so than trying to predict like the difference between the guy who's you know ninety fifth percentile in the field and 99th percentile in the field, because yes. like golf is just random and we shouldn't really be uh too tied to our predictions about what they're going to do we should be playing more of the game um but obviously also right now we're drafting so that that also means that I cannot pick JT so I am going to actually go a little a little top heavy ish um but not go with DJ I'm gonna go with Shoffley and Cantley as my two guys um okay I think realistically, um, like I don't think anybody would be particularly shocked if either of these guys uh, won this week. I think that the uh, you're going to need the winner for sure in any GPP for sure. You probably need. I would say five of your guys probably have to be in the top eight or so. Honestly, this yeah. week. Um, you know, if you if you're really gonna win like a large field GPP, I think that's that's the only way that you can do it. Um, and I think that this the, these two guys have just a a ton of win equity, um, and you know, not not to go like too narrative-y, but like young ish, like still trying to fully break through sort of thing. Like it wouldn't shock me if DJ is just on vacation this week, like that's that's certainly possible so um regardless of that i think xander and cantley are close enough uh that i'd rather have you know both of them in my lineup than have to go dj and then like dip into the 8k range so that's uh those are my first my first two shots here
2: okay all right um all right so if you're gonna get you're going to give me the next two picks, I think I want to say Patrick Reed as my next guy, only because I think he, in that price range. So when you're getting up to like the upper, upper nines, mid nines, um, I don't think there's a ton in terms of like guys I get excited for. But like the putting, the putting with Patrick Reed has been. Quite decent, actually, right before the break. Um, so I like that, and I just, I, I just feel like he should be a 10k golfer in this field. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because the talent, I, and what he's like 11th strokes gain total heading into this thing among the field. The short game is on point, and he's been doing fairly well relative to all these other guys in the in the higher. In the higher up, like the higher nine K range, so I'll I'll go Patrick Reed. Um, I also want to say Harris English seems really cheap, not really cheap, but eighty-seven also seems cheap for him. There Um, also coming into this one has some of the stronger short game in this field in general. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be critical. and then the T degree game. The T degree game overall has just been very solid, especially relative to this field. So I will I'll, I'll take I'll take Reed in uh English.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um I'm showing on the stream right now we have uh the range of outcomes app out and in uh in this week Harris English definitely popped and I'm going to going to be talking about him for one of the uh one of the bets later on. So um, definitely like that pick i think that uh you know we both we both have some some deeper uh, deeper decisions to make uh coming up here so yeah. it'll be interesting to see who uh who you like as as value um i'm gonna go ahead and i am going to put in ryan palmer for a little bit of savings um I wrote him He's up He's actually a value I
2: really like, so that's a good pick.
1: Yeah, I wrote him up this week. Uh he in the in the simulator he popped up in over fifteen percent of the optimal lineups, and he was one of only four golfers uh under 7,500 to do that, so uh perfectly perfectly happy to lock him in. And now this this is the the tricky part of the draft, right? Because I think theoretically, I could probably wait on another cheap guy, and I probably want to lock in uh, somebody more in the Um, mid-tier. I'm curious to see what I'll have left if I do that. Yeah, I'll do that. So, I'm going to go with Cam Smith uh, at 8,400. He's a guy who just played really well um, at the Masters. Not that we're like, oh, you know, that was last week or anything, but um he's definitely uh pretty close to taking that leap into uh one of the uh one of the better golfers i think in uh that's going to show up in most fields and he's sort of approaching a point right now that um over the last 100 rounds or so he's not even at his ceiling uh from where he's you know like the lowest point that he's been in power ranking so uh even if he isn't really truly making that leap, I still think he has some ceiling to go. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna lock him in and uh I have let's see, I have seventy four hundred left for each spot. So that this
2: will be I'm I'm hoping you don't snipe me here. Well, I mean, no, just based on the lineup I have left, I mean I'm pretty much forced into picking like one of the mid tier and then two cheapies. Yeah. Um but I think I have some cheapies that I have. Um, I'm somewhat okay with at this point. Um, yeah, so my mid tier guy is going to be Daniel Berger um, that I'm going to lock in here, only because I'm kind of banking on his uh, pre his more like the, just the like the, uh, the pre fall swing form that we saw from yeah. him because he didn't do great. From BMW on, I'll you know I'll admit, but he had this insanely good run yeah. from just before COVID shut everything down up until even Northern Trust, where it was like I mean, he missed he missed the Cut of Memorial, but like what ninth at Waste Management, fifth at AT and T Pro Am, fourth at the Honda, won the Charles Schwab, right? I mean he just he was on a tear for a while, yeah. and a lot of it was just. An insanely good tee-to-green game, tee to green game, tee, tee to green game. Um, and a lot of these performances were also driven by like what probably could be improved putting. Um, I will say that you know we we talk about putting being this inconsistent variable all the time, and I get that. Um, but some of these tournaments where he put up great putting numbers, like he had a very had a very good run of putting, yeah. um, you know, in that stretch. So I'll take Daniel Berger. And then, I think the other guy I really like—not really like—but my first kind of cheapy is Richard Rensky. I like is that. someone who I like. Um, admittedly, some of this inspiration comes from. Uh, some of you may know him on Twitter, uh, Mister Wilson. Uh, sometimes his controversial life takes, but <laughs> does have does have some strong gambling takes. I'll, I'll give him that. Um, and his he's been pretty high actually on Twitter, talking about rostering a lot of him, a lot of Rensky, uh, when he's when he's popped up in these tournaments, and I can see why. I mean, he's had some performances where he's either actually performing like he did at the 3M, uh, where he came in third, or something that showed some promise, but he didn't finish off like at the BMW or even the CJ Cup. If you want to look into the fall swing. Um, you know, so, and and even at the Honda, you know, right before, right before COVID shut things down, he, you know, 17th, right? So he's shown these flashes of some decent performances, mainly based on his approach game. And that can, that can work here, especially if you're going to give me 6,000 for him. What, I mean, that's min price, right? So, you know, some, some of this some of these leading form stats for a guy who's min price, I really like that, so I'm gonna go Renski.
1: Yeah, for sure. I li- I like that pick a lot. I <clears throat> he has one of uh, one of my favorite head-to-heads this week uh, against Brian Gay. He is or was at least minus 120 against Brian Gay, which I think is a, a decent chunk of value. Uh, personally, again, these these no-cut events you can. Uh, run into some issues with with head-to-heads where you know one one good really good or one really bad round kind of just makes the whole week but uh yeah i think i think wierenski is is a is a very good pick um my next guy is mckenzie Hughes. he is 6800 he's sort of the same all the same things um that i said about ryan palmer I would say the same about Mackenzie Hughes. He's another one of those four guys that I mentioned earlier that uh, popped in a bunch of the optimal lineups when I ran the simulator. And uh, again, sixty eight hundred is it really frees you up this week, right? Like right now I have I have eight K left with and I have a, a ninety eight hundred dollar golfer and a ten K golfer, right? So that's that sort of uh any anybody who you feel like you can trust at sixty eight hundred is valuable on any week but especially in a smaller field like this somebody that can differentiate I think is uh, going to be going to be super valuable and I am going to uh, close out with uh, with zero dollars left and go with good old honest Abe little Abraham answer there eight k um, another guy who I feel like he played well. Uh, I think it was, I want to say the uh, the event in Mexico. He was top fifteen. He finished top fifteen at the Masters, uh, and you know he's he's just a a, a solid all around golfer where you can kind of get, uh, like you can get the really good ball striking. You can get the really good putting. You can get the great short game. He's good off the tee, uh, and when he puts all of that together. I think he's one of the more talented golfers in the world. I wish that I had eighty two hundred uh, for Eam, but I don't.
2: So it's answer. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. So my last guy. Uh, this might be the one that, I, that I'm probably. This is going to be the one that kicks me in the ass, and you know what? What probably uh, helps me lose this one, but. Yeah, this is you, my shot. What do you have left? I've sixty four hundred and the guy that I want fits that. Yeah.
1: Kinda of left yourself with not many options then at that point.
2: <laughs> well thank god I got my great top tier and mid tier guys. Yeah, you know, I, no, I, for sure. I I reach early. Yeah. So let's talk about Martin Laird. And <laughs> I know, right? This is these are the <laughs> these are the stabs I like to take. Now, his his pathway into qualifying into this thing was like beating up on a, you know, having one lucky week at the Shriners against, you know, probably guys like me. Um, yeah, it sounds about, that looks about right for his range of outcomes. Um, <laughs> and some of these numbers might be just because of some of these fields he's played in. Because if we look at his last year of playing, you know, he's played uh, the Genesis, the... Uh, waste Management, but then he plays like the Puerto Rico Open, right. um, Safeway, uh, Punta Cana, Sanderson, right? I mean, he's playing some of these kind of B-tier events, let's say, to when majors are playing. Yep. Um, but he, when he does play in these smaller fields, or not smaller, but lesser quality fields, he actually does tend to perform well. And we can see that in how he ranks up. Uh, with some of his numbers, because per on a per-round basis, in his last 24 rounds, he's gaining you know, almost half a stroke on the field on approach, uh, 0.7 T to green, and 0. 0.6 on his ball striking. So, I mean, he's playing decent. Like, he's playing even better than decent, actually. He's playing very well against these lesser-quality fields, which, you know, what is the you know what does that mean against the field like this well you know we're not going to expect a top 10 from him but can he backdoor a top 20 i think it's worth the risk at least in the gpp to say that he can
1: yeah i mean look it, it, you're it, you have to you have to take this into uh you know the larger picture right like your lineup having really being anchored by your top four guys like you're gonna have to make a decision that's probably a little bit gross like you can't you can't play jt reed berger in english and expect to you know fit in like rom and bryson after that like that's yeah, just that's not how any of this works so yeah um i i think that it i think it's fine i think you like you said i think you probably just want him to finish in the top half um, and you would, I think, you would gladly pencil that in, considering who else you put into your lineup. So I, I don't, I don't hate it. it. He's not somebody that's necessarily in my like general player pool, um, but I think that you know that you can take a couple of stabs that are going to be low owned here and and feel okay about it. Um,
2: don't also, do this in cash. That's all yeah. I can tell.
1: Oh yeah, I was just going to yeah. say it's worth noting that the the lineups that we're putting together right now um are a little bit manufactured from the from the standpoint of like I can't pick a guy that Evan just picked. So even if I wanted to uh typically include you know, I I think I would probably want uh Burger. I think you could easily swap Burger and Smith. They're only a couple hundred dollars apart, right? Um so i think that you like you could put both of them in the same lineup and feel pretty good about it it's just you know it's just a different way for us to show uh, a couple of different roster constructions and not just go through the same like droning um you know like here's the 10k guys here are the 9k guys here are the 8k guys like there's a little more strategy to it so hopefully you guys enjoyed that um i maybe i'll Maybe I'll screenshot the lineups and we could do a, we could do a poll um, to see which, uh, which team we liked, which team the the, the folks like better. Um, I think it's pretty close. I like to see those results. Yeah. I, I honestly, yeah. I think it's pretty close. I don't, um, I don't think that there's, I think it really depends on how you feel about JT and Reed versus Shoffley and Cantlay. Like that's, that's pretty much the, like what people will, will probably base it on. Um so yeah, I, I think that was cool. We will, we will definitely keep that up. Before we jump into the uh, some of our favorite bets for the week, I want to tell you guys about our uh, presenting sponsors. We have, we, we're a part of the Blue Wire Network, and they are starting something called the Blue Wire Hustle, which is a brand new program where you can host your own podcast through Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and you just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personalized cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to the community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, they will help you get the show pushed out. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all of those listening platforms uh, will your show will appear on. Uh, The best part is you can get all of that for only $15 a month, which is the same rate that other places will charge you to host your site and give you no help. So uh, whether you're starting off from scratch, whether you have a show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your podcasting experience. Acceptance into the program is going to be limited to start, so make sure you get your application in today. If you want to apply Go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box from this episode for more information and the link
0: hello folks colin kelly here from Rotoviz overtime a podcast i host along with sean siegel and in just a little moment we'll jump straight into the podcast before we do so i want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener you can save yourself 10 percent of a Rotoviz nfl pass right now on the Rotoviz.com website gives you access to all of our content and tools all you have to do is add the code 2020rvradio at checkout or by going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information and of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can write and review on your favorite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Like I said, we are we're going into uncharted territory here uh, and just wanted to bat around a couple of interesting bets and... Uh, see, see each of our thoughts on it. Um, so the first thing that I was looking at that jumped out to me was Hudson Swafford versus uh, Landry. I saw him at plus one thirteen, um, and the well, I won't tell. I won't tell you what the simulator said. What, what, what do you? Which side would you
2: sort of uh, lean to on that? Yeah, I mean, these are the these are the tough questions. Um, I guess I would slightly go toward Andrew Landry. Um, the approach and the ball striking have been significantly better on Andrew Landry's side of things. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at everything from. It. If I'm if I'm betting if I'm betting head to head, I'm going Landry. Although I do want odds.
1: Yeah. So he was uh, Swafford was plus one thirteen. So that would put um, that would put Landry like in the minus one fifteen ish range. I oh, at, take, that,
2: at minus one fifteen. Yeah, I'll take Landry okay. for sure.
1: I'm on, I'm on the opposite side. So of
2: um, course
1: the 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 sim made him uh minus 135. So I uh that's a that's a pretty a pretty significant edge uh, yeah. for me but um like I said this is we're talking about a no cut event and again one one good round or one blow up round for me of these guys and it pretty much decides the, <laughs> the head-to-head anyway. Yeah, really. Um another one that I was uh looking at was Abraham answer versus Cam Champ. We have answer at minus one ten. There is that what your model
2: prefers, answer?
1: Um. Well, yes. Okay.
2: So, I mean, I might. Oh, sorry, what were you saying?
1: No, I was just going to say answer actually moved to minus one eighteen, and Champ is minus one hundred two right now.
2: Yeah, I'd rather take Cam Champ honestly. Um. I mean, again, just this is great. <laughs> I'm glad we can disagree on every headline. Maybe, the, maybe, maybe the the best part of the snake draft was that we weren't going to conflict at all because we just <laughs> I, maybe that's the beauty of it. No, this is fine. This is good. Yeah, I the the ball striking is better on with Champ. The off the tee game is better with Cam Champ, in my opinion. And the Approach game is better with Cam Champ. Um, the only place I... I mean, if we were talking about fantasy, Answer might be the better DraftKings scorer, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of like the overall tournament, Cam Champ seems like the better bet. Especially if you're going to give me... Close to even money on that.
1: Yeah. I,
2: what do you th- Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I make answer minus one forty. Um, okay. I I think that I'm um, I'm just pulling it up now to see what their raw, um, the raw power ranking scores are for the two of them. So answer is about a quarter stroke uh, per round better than an average golfer and I have champ uh let's see about three tenths of a stroke worse than the average golfer. So I have him by like a half a stroke answer, like a half stroke advantage per round, um, compared to, compared to champ. Now, if you, if you look at their up here, we have, uh, champs sort of trending power ranking. He, he hit this peak about twenty-four rounds ago, which is essentially the lowest that uh, the lowest power ranking that he's ever had. But he's sort of has come back to this like just tour average, maybe slightly above tour average uh, golfer. Whereas, answer we have um, definitely seems like he declined. Over the past fifty rounds or so, but even even then, like we're looking at, you know, point six, uh, like point six to point seven strokes better uh, than champ. So, I mean, it really depends on how heavily you want to weight these these last twenty four rounds because champ definitely had some solid finishes, um, but I do think that answer just. Overall, like I would rather bet on answer. Like I said, when I answer's when the I better
2: golfer it. overall. Like obviously, but I just think in the context of this tournament, and again, the odds, you know, who who's involved here, just to me, champ might be the better bet in my mind. But again, I think it might be very close.
1: Yeah, and it's also one of those things where. um you know, we're we're really uh, we're basically betting on who's going to have the lower the lowest round of the four rounds. And <clears throat> champ for sure has a ceiling that would make him compete with just about anybody. Um, but oh, if we ran this tournament 100 times, I don't think uh, I don't think he gets the best of answer too too often just because he has he has 82s in him you know what I mean like he he has these blow up rounds um, and yeah I guess like I said I guess we'll we'll see I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we disagreed there um, the a, a top five that jumped out to me um, let's see I had I had Harris English uh, at plus 403 from the sim and uh you can get him at uh DK right now for plus 550. So that's a pretty that's a pretty decent edge um in my opinion. Actually, he might have dropped to 500 at a couple of places, but uh in that range, I think even if you even if you're seeing plus 500, I think that that's, that that's totally fine. And I'm imagining that you like Harris English because you just drafted him. So Yeah. Uh full full agree there? We're we're back.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think we could actually agree on that one, so Cheers to that. <laughs>
1: um, any any uh anything that jumped I out. Have a,
2: I have have a question on it for you. I, I don't remember this off the top of my head, but what is Jason Kokrak's top ten odds? Kokrak for a top 10 is or plus top 400 five? right now. Plus four? What about top five?
1: Top five, you're looking at plus 900.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to say nine to one on Kokrak to get in there. I mean, he's looked pretty sharp as well. Probably, you know, if we're going to talk about recent rounds played by everyone, I think we can even say he's a top five putter in this field. Right. You know, so if if it comes down to putting, then, you know, I'm willing to say and nine to one is a good top five bet. Um, yeah,
1: and we yeah. know we know that he can take advantage of par fives as well. And there's five par fives at this course, um, so I definitely, I definitely like that
2: as well. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I, I mean, there's thoughts for bets that I have, maybe even. Carlos Ortiz top ten? Ortiz for mm. a
1: top ten is plus five fifty.
2: Plus five fifty? Oh, fair enough. I don't know. Carlos Ortiz top ten, what do you think? Because I also I really like his around the green game as of late. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean he's yeah, he's
1: it's... definitely played well. He's another one of those golfers uh under seventy five hundred that I mentioned earlier that popped up in the optimal quite a bit. Um, I'll show it on the stream here that this is what I have for his range of outcomes. Obviously it's uh, it's a wide range of outcomes. Um, But there's, there's definitely, there's definitely some area under there uh, in that, in that top five, top 10 range that would make you, that would make you feel pretty comfortable doing that. I'm going to see, I have, I make him for a top ten Yeah, about plus three fifty or so. So that's that's definitely some value there. Uh, he's he's at five fifty right now, so definitely definitely some value there.
2: Okay. I mean those are the two biggest value spots unless I okay. mean we even want to go what about I, I mean the one the, the last bet I would have and this is kind of a stretch but Joaquin Neiman to win.
1: Yeah, they Bet Online has him forty five
2: hundred right now. Um I think Joaquin Neiman to win is actually a half decent bet. Because I don't, I don't
1: hate that. It, and especially yeah. in a small field, to to get anybody around that price, like 45, 45 to one to win a forty two man field, I think is pretty it's pretty tempting. Yeah,
2: I mean, the thing is, he's gonna give you. I mean, we can we can talk about the putting being shaky. You know, whatever. But if we get a good week from him putting, I mean, he's elite when we're talking up to the the, the greens, right? From tee to green, we're talking about an elite player, right? Almost right. So, I mean, if he can if he, if he can figure out putting in a small field, those odds are pretty freaking good for him to win.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, we're yeah. not we're not really in in the business of of predicting putting. Um who is I think I think you probably uh I think you could probably make a case that he could be closer to you know like Berger and Morikawa are are 28 to 1 like does Morikawa really have that huge almost twice as much win equity? I mean, I don't know, Morikawa's kind of played like garbage for for most of the last couple months since he won the pga so
0: um
1: i have a hard time i have a hard time making that case uh webb simpson at plus 2500 i think is also worth mentioning he's um he's just always at the top of the power ranking i think this week he uh comes in fifth i believe right around 80 um an 80 power ranking score so yeah i think I think you could definitely um play around a little bit with a couple of those, but like the outright market for uh for these small fields, there's there's just so much um being taken out and like the top of the board is DJ, Thomas and Rom and they're all under plus nine hundred. Like <laughs> there's just Which you're not to gonna wanna right, bet but,
2: for yeah. a I I mean, I don't wanna lay to win. You know, I wouldn't want to lay, you know, anything under 10 to 1. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, <clears throat> realistically, the um, the the simulator puts all three of those guys right around, like, plus 10, 100 to 1100 in that range, um, all very close. So I, I don't really feel like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't think picking... Uh, outright golfers for plus four fifty is the way to um, sustain things. No,
2: nah. I mean at that point, at that point, the books should just offer like, what? It, you know, either you know DJ, or DJ JT, or John John Ron to win at certain odds, and then the field at certain odds.
1: Well, I- interestingly enough, uh, <sighs> Bet Online has. DJ Rom Thomas and Bryson versus the field. Okay. Any any guesses uh, what they what they make the field?
2: I'd say at least twenty to one,
1: right? Wait, what? At
2: least twenty to one, right?
1: No, the field the field's favored. Oh, the field. Uh, favored the field. Oh,
2: field is favored. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Let's say minus one fifty
1: they they have the field for that at minus one sixty five.
2: One yeah. sixty five. That's
1: that seems that seems pretty close to yeah. to, to value.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on that.
1: Yeah, like minus one fifty. Minus one fifty. I think would I would uh, I would definitely be very uh, minus one
2: fifty. I I think about it at that point
1: because what minus 165 is like 60 percent 62 percent right
2: yeah so
1: um yeah that's that's interesting i'll 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 rerun uh the the simulator later and i'll tweet it out and i'll see um, i mean maybe there's a bet what the combination is there the other the other field matchup that they offer they bet online always does this they have the PGA Tour expert picks wherever they get those from. I don't know if it's Golf Digest or whatever, um, but it's DJ Shawfley, JT, and Cantlay versus the field, and they have the field at minus two hundred five. So
2: it's not terrible.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to run both of those and and see uh, see what we think because like you kind of always want to take the fields for most bets like there are very few there are very few situations where you're getting like two to five people against 35 to 40 people uh where the two to five people have better odds <laughs> like realistically like there's so much that can go wrong and we know that winning a golf con- uh, golf tournament is uh, not it's not easy, and this is a very uh, high variance event. So
2: <clears throat>
1: that's definitely interesting. Um, Do we have any weather
2: splits to think of?
1: Not, not that I'm because I know Hawaii can get a little windy. Yeah, I mean there there's definitely let's see, I'm pulling it up now. There there's definitely going to be. Um, like when throughout, I don't really uh, let's see Thursday. It looks like may- maybe Thursday in the afternoon, but it's such a small field that there's not really like a huge split in tee times. There might not even be a split at all in tee times. They might all be going out at the
2: <clears throat>
1: at the same time. So just I don't shotgun really, start. Yeah, I don't really think it's. <laughs> I don't really think it's going to be something worth uh worth looking into unless you know unless the storm pops up um and everybody's playing all week and it's gonna probably even out in the end anyway um so that's not definitely something we're gonna have to worry about at some point during the year but i don't know if it's this week so the last part of the show excuse me Alright. Last part of the show is going to be uh going to typically be our one and done picks, but one and done does not start until next week for the Sony. So Yeah, I was gonna um, say this
2: seems like a really bad bad field for a ballsy field for one and done. Yeah, I'll just, say.
1: Just burn one on on uh Brian Gay or somebody and call Honestly,
2: I would've picked Renski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would not be to use Yeah. I mean how, when else are you going to use these guys? Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, the one week where you got to do a double one-and-done at when you have, like, the British Open. and Yeah.
1: Yeah. The Barbasol or whatever. Yeah. yeah look, I think we'll, we'll definitely talk about some one-and-done strategy stuff, and I might do – maybe I'll do, like, a quick, like, 15-minute stream or something uh, about it at some point in the next few weeks. There's – there's definitely a lot of schools of thought on one and done, um, so maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll try to touch on that a little bit next week with our guest, also. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, it's it's good to be back, Ev. I'm glad uh, glad that you moved into your big boy room. And... Well, for
2: now, <laughs> the, the actual big boy room is going to be in a few weeks when we have the standing desk. Oh man, it's got buttons on. You press a button it moves up. You press another button it moves down. Even are fun. you going to be like running
1: on like a, a mini treadmill while we while we record or anything? Maybe
2: this is the way of the future. This is how this is how Zoomers. These are how the Zoomers are are, are working. Oh my God. Do. All right, we need to go. On. Yeah. All right, <laughs> it's it's
1: been fun, Ev. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure that you are subscribed to the show feed as well as Road Biz Radio. You can find the show on both of those uh, channels on. Apple, Spotify, whatever, Google, Stitcher, whatever you want to find it on, uh, you can find us. So uh, with that, uh, thanks for watching and listening. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR, And, of course, you can find Evan at ECheney69. See ya.